Welcome to the Healthy Hustlers podcast, a series of healthy conversations with inspiring hustlers. I'm your host, Madeline Carafa. In today's healthy conversation, I'm joined by the wonderful and incredibly kind Sally Obermeter, a TV presenter for seven years on Channel 7's The Daily Edition, a five times best-selling author, the co-founder and CEO of Swish.com, Australia's fastest growing wellness brand, as well as mum to two beautiful girls. It's fair to say Sal is a real life hustler, but she's one that seems to do it with such ease, grace and a very healthy approach. Joining me from Swish HQ in Sydney, Sal and I chat about her earlier health struggles with cancer, launching Swish, what 2020 has served up, motherhood and plenty more. Sal has such a calm and gentle nature that makes you feel so comfortable in her presence. An absolute wealth of knowledge and a beautiful approach to work-life, mum-life juggle. Here's Sally. This episode of The Healthy Hustlers is proudly brought to you by Pure Harvest's new range of delicious nut milks. Available in three dairy-free flavours, nut bliss, lush almond and creamy cashew, you'll never have to worry about having ordinary milk again. Pure Harvest new range of No Ordinary Milks are available at leading independent supermarkets and health food stores Australia-wide. Hello, beautiful Sal, and welcome to the Healthy Hustlers podcast. How are you? Hello. I'm so good. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to do this with you. I'm so excited to have you. I feel like it's been a long time coming. You've been on my list for a very, very long time, but as a busy lady, I've finally been able to lock you down. Lockdown, I think, is the operative term, isn't it, at the moment? (laughs) Absolutely is. So how are you at the moment? We have had such a crazy year. Um, You in particular have had some huge changes with your work. Um, But how are you going? How's the family? It's been a crazy 2020. There's no doubt about it. In In a way, when I think back to January and it being bushfires and all the fundraising that we're all doing, that feels like years ago. That actually yeah. doesn't even feel like it was still this year. There's been so much, I think, for all of us collectively that has just changed in such a short space of time. So it's been a bit of a tough year, but I'm okay. Yeah, I'm fine. I have a lot to be grateful for. I've got um, a roof over my head. I'm healthy and my family's healthy. So that's always kind of my base level where I start from. And then even when things are get kind of, I guess, shitty and look, shitty things do happen, I still kind of come back to that and go, well, you know what? It could be worse. So yeah, it's been a, a funny year, an odd year, but I'm okay. Oh, I love that so much. I think, you know, gratitude is just one of those beautiful things, isn't it? That can always just put you in such a positive mindset. And, you know, there's always things that we can be grateful for. So I'm really um, glad that you look at those beautiful things. Um, I guess when it comes to self-care, what is a self-care practice at the moment that you're really incorporating? At the moment, I'm really trying to do lots of small things. So as opposed to I think previously when I would have gone – oh my gosh, like say pre-COVID, I would have gone, oh my gosh, um, I'm really holding out this month. I'm going to go and have like 
a two-hour facial and then I might go and, you know, have lunch with a friend. Like I've gone away from doing these sort of big chunks of time and have in sort of holding out for them and instead doing lots of small things just to keep me going. So it might just be, I'm going to do a sheet mask tonight and I'm going to watch Netflix. Great. I'm going to go buy a new book and that's kind of my treat, you know, for the week. I'm going to read this new book until it's, you know, it's finished. Or I'm going to join up to like a little Pilates online membership and just do Pilates at home like just small things where I keep looking after myself instead of these big things because I just think at the moment lots of little things it's like kind of like dropping breadcrumbs on the pathway I think it's keeping me on the path and it's reminding me to look after myself more often and it's keeping me kind of sane and happier than these big things that used to work for me. Yes, I love that so much. And isn't it crazy how like, you know, even in such a unusual and uncertain time, we can find these little newer and better, healthier hacks to make us better versions of ourselves. I think it's, completely. yeah, so there is definitely some nice little silver linings of like, oh, this actually makes me feel better all the time rather than, mm. like you said, waiting up for that one day and getting there almost probably pretty exhausted and just like that's ready it. for it. And then it's over. And then you're like, oh, okay, that's it. Now I have to wait another month before I can do anything to look after myself. I'm like, forget it. Lots of little things. Yeah, I love that so much. Much. That's awesome. So I guess there is so much to know and love about you. I've actually been lucky enough to meet you, even though we're doing this um, <laughs> online. I have been lucky enough to meet you in person, which was a huge highlight of my career. Um, but I would love for you to give the listeners a bit of an elevator pitch about who you are and what you do. I am the co-founder of Swish.com with my sister. So we basically are all about helping women feel amazing inside and out. That's literally our entire mission in life. That's all we want. And every day when we get flooded with emails and messages and DMs of people who literally make us cry, sometimes we'll pull the team in and we'll be like, you guys have to read this. And then we look up and there's everyone's just crying. We're like, oh, my oh, gosh. I love that. It's just beautiful. So we do wellness products. We also do fashion and accessories and we do um, clean beauty and clean living. Our whole thing is about, because as women, we tend to put everybody else first and we put ourselves last. And so we want to help women look after themselves. And whether you look after yourself from the inside first, you look after your energy or your sleep routines or your immunity or whatever it is you do, you might then later, once you feel well, be more inclined to look after yourself from the outside. Or for other people, it happens the other way. You want a new dress and that gives you a little bit of impetus to think, okay, I want to now look after myself and nurture myself from the inside. So it doesn't matter how you come around to looking after yourself, whether it's inside first, then out or outside first, then in, because we're all a little different. As long as you're taking care of you, then that's what we're about. Oh, wow. That's so cool. And where did the idea for this all come from? So I had um, a battle with breast cancer, quite a serious one, about eight years ago. And when I was in the sort of halfway through my treatment, I remember thinking if I survive, and the prognosis was not great at the time, but I was like, if I survive, then I really want to do something where... I can. I felt like I was the beneficiary of a lot of love and a lot of goodwill from people who I didn't know and I felt that that really helped me and I wanted to be able to give it back in a way that was somehow worthy of what I'd received and I thought I, I rang Maha and I remember saying to her, 
I've got this idea. I want to basically start a business where we could help women look after themselves. And and she was like, aren't you in the hospital? And I was like, I am. Yes. Yes, I am. And she's like, oh my God, you haven't even finished treatment. Like, like just put that aside. Let's not worry about that. But I think in a way I needed that because yeah. it gave me something to to channel myself towards, you know, and of course I was definitely, I mean, the kids, well, not the kids, Annabelle, it was only Annabelle at the time, my one child, that was a big part, but I also wanted somewhere to put my drive um, and I have a lot of it. So um, that was, I guess, where the idea came from. And then once I finished treatment, we kind of were like, okay, let's give back and let's see what we can do. And here we are almost seven years later and it's amazing. Amazing. And you're still doing the business with your sister, aren't you? Yes, yeah. definitely. Awesome. Definitely, definitely. Her and I are 100% in it together. We're 50-50. She tells me what to do. I tell her what to do. <laughs> I love that. We have lots of healthy, um, healthy. I don't know, uh, debate you might call it, but I have enormous respect for her, for her wisdom, for her skills and strengths as she does for me. And I think that's what makes our partnership work. Oh, that is so beautiful. Now, touching on your um, battle with breast cancer, was that relatively close to you having your first daughter? Yeah, so I was diagnosed the day before I gave birth. So that was horrific because I had no family history. I had no inkling. I'd felt really well. I'd had an amazing pregnancy. So there was nothing for me that made me think that there was any chance that I could be sick. And so then when I got this diagnosis, it was stage three. It was a very rare and aggressive form of breast cancer. So the typical treatments that we do now that we've had enormous success rate with weren't applicable for me. So I had to do a very old school kind of 1970s style chemo that was completely, it was horrific. It completely obliterated my body in its entirety. Yeah, I was I mean, beyond sick. It took me about a year and a half of treatment. I had a whole bunch of surgeries. So it changed me, I guess, not just from the outside, but also from the inside. So that thing I was saying before about gratitude, I think that comes from that. It's not to say that I don't feel the feelings, like when shitty things happen, I get sad, I get pissed off, I get cranky and I allow myself to feel them all. But then I always kind of like once they're out, I'm like, okay, have I been through worse? Yeah, I have. And that kind of helps me centre back. How old was Annabelle when you actually started having the treatment? Seven days. Seven days. Oh, my goodness. I Yeah, there was no time. There was literally no time. It was life and death. So it was. there was no time for like, oh, I really want to. I was like, oh, but I've, I've planned on joining this mother's group and, oh, I really want to, you know, there was none of that. It was literally I was allowed to go home and the week that they gave me was, so I was obviously in hospital for, for most of it and then I went home for basically 24 hours and then came back and started chemo. Oh, my goodness. I, that is just crazy to try and wrap your head around. How did you stay so mentally positive and strong, I guess, with having a newborn as well? I was strong, but I wasn't strong. You know, I think one of the things that I am big on, and maybe that's because I I basically started therapy. Marcus, my husband was like, listen, we're all here to support you and we're all here to do what we can. He said, but you will need some, you'll need, you'll need to speak to somebody because this is such an you know, we don't really know, like we're all kind of traveling blind here. We don't really yeah. know. And you'll need somewhere to kind of let those feelings out. And so I think that was really important. And that stayed with me where I do let my feelings out. I don't, I don't try and be strong or be positive if I'm not feeling it. I think it's kind of like 
I don't know what's a good analogy like pus is you got to kind of get it out in order to then come back and be strong you know I think it's not healthy to bottle it down and try and mask it with some sort of positivity or a bit of rah-rah over the top I think you should feel the feels yes and then it allows you to come back so yeah I absolutely had days and weeks where I couldn't find the strength because it's very hard to find it when the tunnel looks so black and bleak and the options don't look great but then you then somehow, once you sort of fall to pieces and you're on your knees, I would just be like, okay, I have to give this all I've got, you know. And I think that's sort of, I just kept coming back time and time again that I was like, well, no matter what happens, I just want to be able to say hand on heart, I did all I could. And so I'd be like, okay, I've got to basically pick myself up, dust myself off, just keep going, you know. And I would keep going. And then I'd feel okay and then I'd feel shit and then I'd feel okay and I stopped trying to make it all okay. I Mm. would just, it was a roller coaster of the highest extremes the entire 18 months. But, you know, you do what you have to. That's one of those things. There's no control. All you can do is just keep putting one foot in front of the other and you don't look too far ahead sometimes. Yeah. Wow, you're so amazing to get through that. Like, yeah, it's, um, I'm reading a book at the moment and in it the writer always says, we can do hard things. Oh, keeps- I love that. Is it Untamed? Untamed, yeah. Isn't it the best book? It's I finished amazing. it. It's amazing. It's unreal. So, so, so good. I'm just like, yeah, I'm almost finished. But it's, yeah, as you'd know, she keeps going back to like, we can do Correct. hard things. And, you know, I think it's made me think a lot since reading that about, you know, I don't feel like the universe gives us things that we can't get through. You know, you're a testament to that to show like how positive and strong you stayed and, you know, I guess letting go of that control and one step, one foot in front of the other, you know, yep. ended up getting you through it ultimately. And, and look at you today, you're just beaming of health and <laughs> happiness and a booming career and beautiful family. So did this kind of really ignite your health journey or did you have a real passion for health and well-being prior to the cancer? Yeah, I was always healthy before. I had a small two or three year stint between, um, so I worked in, before TV, I had a decade career in finance and then, but between finance and television for a couple of years, about two or three, I was a personal trainer and a Pilates instructor. So, and I did two years of a naturopathy degree. So I'd always been pretty healthy. So I think that's also why I was surprised to find out that I had cancer because I was like, no, wait, that doesn't happen to healthy people. But you know what? It it does happen to healthy people. It Mm -hmm. can happen to healthy people. So I guess it ignited in me my desire to not just be healthy but actually look after myself Yes, because I do think there's a difference. You can be healthy but living off an enormous amount of stress. You can be healthy, like you seemingly eating healthy but not sleeping, so that's Mm -hmm. not great for you or whatever. So I guess it, it made me kind of look at my life in its entirety and go, okay, what's important here? How is it that I actually want to be overall well? You know, what's my wellness thing that works for me? Because we're all different. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And I guess because today, you know, you have your online store stocks your own books, which you've got an array of books and eBooks, which contain so many beautiful nourishing recipes. I've actually got your um, what's the one I always use? Super easy. I've got, oh, uh, yeah, it it's so yes. good. Um, what is your philosophy when it comes to food and nourishing your body? 
So for us, our entire, um, I guess, mission around food and wellness in general is it should be easy. It doesn't have to be difficult. It doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be expensive and it always has to taste good. Life is just far too short for food that doesn't taste good, wellness products that don't taste good. It just, there's no time for it. I just think life is to be enjoyed. It's really important. It's really delicious. So that's for us, everything. It has to taste good. It's got to be easy. Shouldn't be expensive. Love it. I'm all about that. (laughs) So good. So where did the evolution, I guess, of starting to do the books um, and your eBooks come from? Because originally, am I right in saying you were just selling other brands, wellness products and fashion? Basically, when we started, we started with fashion first and we did fashion and accessories and we were working on a green powder, but it took us a long time to work on it. We worked on it for about two years because we were kind of doing smoothies a lot, but we wanted a green powder that you could use to supplement your smoothie or if you weren't having smoothies, gave you your daily dose of greens. But everything on the market just tasted like I don't know, slime water slug. <laughs> and I was like, I can't, I can't have this. And every doctor says to you, you need greens, you need greens, you need greens. And it's very hard to get it. So it took us about two years to work on our own um, oh, wow. green products that we were happy with, that we knew not only worked, but also tasted amazing. So mm. that became then the first product in our wellness range. And then we did a kid's version of that specifically for children. And from there, we started to work on the other product that took us quite a while as well was a sleep supplement because sleep is very generally, it can be hard for women, whether you're going through menopause or just you've got an overactive mind or you're anxious or stressed or all of that. It's really quite difficult. But if you can get some sleep, you wake up feeling better. You're not kind of having these hormone ups and downs. You're not putting on weight that you kind of are like, this is so weird. Why am I putting on weights? Because you're not sleeping. So we worked on a sleep supplement because for us, that was really important to have something at the beginning of the day and at the end of the day. So yeah. it's really simple. If if you do nothing else, just look after yourself at those two points. Give yourself the energy that you need to get through and give yourself the greens and get some sleep. And so then we expanded the range from there. It's just kind of grown and grown and grown and grown based on what our community tells us they want, what we think we want because, you know, sometimes we also make stuff just for us. Yeah, I love that. And I love that um, you're so passionate about sleep because it's something that's so important. I think in, you know, the world of hustle culture, it got really lost for a while there and, you know, it almost became cool to work till 1 or 2 a.m. and have a to-do list as long as your arm. Um, And I know, you know, when we first met, we were talking about the, the hustle culture here in Australia and I definitely learned that work in the corporate world of just how intense that can be and if you're not filling up your own cup and you know making sure all these different facets of your life are kind of really working in sync it can be a pretty downwards spiral so I love that you focus so much on sleep um was that something that you've always been quite passionate about or have you just I guess learned firsthand how much better you feel feel firsthand yeah. yeah just firsthand I think what happened was I just was finding I just have an overactive mind 
I can't switch off easily. Mm -hmm. You know, I do find that a little bit difficult. And so that was one of the first things I remember saying to my husband, like, I just need help sleeping. I need something that's all natural. I don't want to take something that knocks me out that I then can't wake up in the morning. And that became really important because that's almost where I think good health begins. It begins with sleeping because if you can sleep, you wake up better, you're not in a foul mood, you're not eating kind of rubbish because you're tired, because you're trying to prop yourself up. You know, so sometimes when people say, I don't know where to begin, you know, with feeling better, I often say, if you don't sleep well, start there. Yeah. The rest will flow. You can you can then start to work out where the holes are afterwards. But I always say, if you can, start with your sleep. We'll be right back after this healthy break. Are you looking for a healthy non-dairy milk alternative that's made the right way? Then look no further than Pure Harvest. I stopped using ordinary milks many years ago and started using the delicious nut milks from Pure Harvest for my coffees, smoothies and soups. Since day one, I've chosen Pure Harvest as they are free from preservatives and added sugars and only contain the best and cleanest ingredients. Well, now I'm so excited to let you know that Pure Harvest have extended their range of non-dairy milk with the launch of No Ordinary Milk, which contain three new non-dairy flavours, Nut Bliss, Lush Almond and Creamy Cashew. You'll never have to worry about having ordinary milk again. With no added sugars, preservatives or flavours, Pure Harvest range of No Ordinary Milks use whole organic ingredients to make beverages that taste great and most importantly, make you feel good. Pure Harvest range of No Ordinary Milks are now available at leading independent supermarkets and health food stores Australia-wide. I've always been a huge sleeper. I'm like, got to have my eight, nine hours of sleep, but obviously I have a baby now. Oh, (laughs) yes. That's all been thrown on its head. She was actually quite a good sleeper as a newborn, but she's teething at the moment. So that's been really fun. Um, The front teeth are coming down. And so I'm running off very minimal sleep at the moment. I think she's waking every two hours and it's exactly what you said. It is just that flow on effect of waking up. The first thing I go, you know, I would always usually have a big glass of um, lemon water in the morning because I'm still breastfeeding. But now it's the first thing I'm like, turn on the coffee machine, have a coffee. And then it's like, you know, I'm craving bad food. I want hot chips and I want burgers and I'm into chocolate. Like I'm, you know, I don't eat all of that, but that's what my body's telling me that it almost wants. Luckily, I'm like, that's not going to serve you. (laughs) Yes, that's right. And it does it just because it needs, it's so desperate desperately to be fueled yes. by, you know, I guess you're just trying to fuel your body to make up for the fact that you haven't slept. Whereas if you sleep, you're kind of like, huh, no, I don't want that. Or I Definitely. want it because I feel like it, not because you're like, I'm bouncing. We often talk about bouncing around from like one kind of high sugar, high fat, high caffeine <laughs> thing to another. And and what's weird is none of it actually hits the spot because you're just sleep deprived. Absolutely. You know? No, it's so, so true. I'm, yeah, I'm all about sleep and I can't wait till I'm getting a little bit more of it. But maybe I'll get some of your powder to help me. I, found, I find <laughs> the nights when I know that I've got work the next day, I'm like, yeah, switching off that mind is so hard because you're like, oh, how many times am I going to be working? I need to do this and this tomorrow. It's so, so true. It's so true. I'm going to send you some sleep powder. I'm going to get you sleeping. Oh, so, oh, thank you so much. Um, so what are some of your daily rituals or non-negotiables when it does come to always being the best version of yourself? What are those things that, that really help you? 
So for me, it's kind of, we call it bookending the day. So I always start the day really well. So I have immunity and super greens first thing in the morning in like a um, kind of a third of a glass of water just as a shot. And that's really kind of simple. And I do that every day. I have collagen in my coffee so I can look after my skin. That's really important. And then at the end of the day, I do the sleep powder and um, magnesium oil. So I love magnesium oil on the soles of your feet. So if you rub it on the soles of your feet, it also helps your body to relax and so that's great so that for me is a really simple thing and I also try and just do something really fun every day like just small it doesn't have to be a big deal it might be like if I'm watching tv it's like I actually I say to myself okay if I'm watching Netflix what do I want to watch what's important like what is actually going to make me either laugh or smile or have a good time as opposed to just mindlessly watching something I'm like okay this feels really good or I'll ring a girlfriend or I'll go for a walk with someone or just something that feels like something that just makes me makes it fun that's I think really important I think they're such beautiful things and I love that you really tune in to what you want instead of yet yeah, doing that mindless thing or doing it for the sake of it. I think that that's such a beautiful skill to kind of try and harness and use and I think we we all need to do a little bit more of that. I really I try to. Look, I definitely go through periods of time where I fall into a slump but then I go – hang on, I've only got one life. I should enjoy it. What do I feel like? What would make me happy? And it's like, oh, I want to get a magazine or I want to buy a book or maybe I'll choose a movie that I've been dying to watch or whatever. But I'm like, cool. And I'll make a you know, big thing of popcorn. I'm like, great. This is now fun. This is officially yeah, fun. But I having fun. And <laughs> fun is so, so important. I guess for anyone who's listening and they can obviously, you know, hear your passion for what you do and the life you've created, what advice would you give to them when it comes to really combining their passions into a business so that they can kind of be living living their best life? Oh, you can definitely combine them. I think the, the, you absolutely can. I think there's just a couple of things to be careful of or whatever, just watch out for, is that make sure that it is a business. Like, And a business means something that makes money. If you want to have a passion but it doesn't have to make any money, then that's called a hobby and that's okay. But you have to be able to separate them out and work out which one's which because if you decide you want it to be our business, then that now means things that are a bit boring and admin tax returns, accountants, bad statements, superannuation. So there's elements in that that you have to say, okay, am I prepared for that? Is that something that I want? Because often when we have a passion, we're really creative about it. It might be like cupcakes. Like I love cupcakes and I want to make cupcakes. That's amazing. But a cupcake business has the business element to it. So you've got to be able to wrap your head around that part of it. And I think also the other thing I would say is work out what your week is at and find you've got to plug those holes, you know. So if you're, if for example, I don't know, doing your bad statement, for example, if that's just not you, then you either need to pay somebody or get somebody to help you who you know. But the sooner you work out what you're no good at, or maybe it's social media, you're amazing at cupcakes and you can do bad statements, but you're terrible at social media. Okay, then get some help, get some advice, get someone to help you do that. So the quicker you can come around and accept what you're not great at, the better it is for the business. I love that. I love that. I think it's so important to be yeah, really aware and own our weaknesses and where we're not great at because yep. it's so easy to say you want to wear all the hats or you can do it all. But really, if you put your a dollar value on your time, 
then why wouldn't you just outsource that if, if it's going to take you, you know, a week to get out to do that or for it to not, I guess, help your business to flourish. So I always think like, you know, how much do I value my time? Like what does, what am I worth per hour? And am I willing to just outsource that to get the job done? Or do I really want to be spending that much time trying to figure it out? So I think that's, that's really great advice. It's funny that you touched on doing all the added extras of a business because when I first told my husband I wanted to start my own business, he made me read a book which was on exactly that. I can't remember (laughs) the name of it, but it was an American book and it was all about entrepreneurship and how a baker wanted to start his own bakery, but he ended up not baking food at all and instead he was you know, managing rosters and training staff and doing everything outside of actually being a baker. And so I love so much that you touch on that because it is such an important thing, especially if we are you know, wanting to live our passion, a lot of the time you're actually not, you know, doing that thing that truly lights you up day in, day out. You're doing all the other nitty gritties. It's so true. And sometimes those nitty gritties overtake and you're like, oh, why am I even doing this? This isn't what I wanted to do. Yes. But you, um, you know, it, look, like all, I think like everything, a business has um, ebbs and flows and you go through periods where you don't get to do the stuff that you love because you're doing more of the business stuff. But if you ride it out long enough, you can hire people to fill those spots that aren't your, the bits that light you up and you can come back around to the bits that light you up. But it takes time and it takes perseverance. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think that's, you know, it's so true. It does. You've got to, you've got to keep going at it. Nothing kind of comes easy, does it? No, no, but it's worth it. Definitely. So I do want to shift gears a little bit because I want to touch on the clean beauty side of things. Mm, I know you are such mm. an advocate for this um, and your online store stocks so many different um, clean beauty choices. For someone who is wanting to, I guess, shift away from the more commercial or, you know, Yes. Um, moisturizers and skincare that we we've found ourselves using onto cleaner beauty what would be some of your tips or starting points for them I think um, a superfood oil is a really beautiful place to start, like something that really nourishes the skin. Um, If you love a sheet mask, there's plenty of clean beauty sheet masks around. And then I think also if you look at those kind of Eastern tools, things like a gua sha, a face roller, they can also be really incredibly effective on great skin. The other thing I would say for clean beauty as well is look at your deodorant so I do a bit of a I do part clean beauty and part not so for example I use the oil I use a sheet mask I use a gua sha that's all amazing but I'm yet to find for example a foundation that's clean that I love that's okay so it's like sometimes you can't do a hundred percent all kind of from the get-go so just start slowly adding little things that you like that work for you and then you can expand as you go so say for example I use a a vegan lip balm, and we've also got a clean beauty lip gloss. So that's a really simple thing because I think there's some sort of stat that like in their lifetime, women will eat 50 kilos of lipstick just by having it on your lips. Yeah. It's some enormous stat. I remember it and it's just like, and you, when I read it, I was like, what? That is Um, insane. Yeah. And that's a lot of chemicals to be eating over your lifetime. So small things, if you can do that, whereas for example, I'm yet to find a beautiful shimmer eyeshadow that I love. So that's fine. I'm not going to eat my shimmer eyeshadow. So (laughs) um, I am really, you know, I use YSL or Stiller or or, um, Mac and I love them and so I haven't been able to do a 100% transition but I'm okay with it I think 
in a similar way to eating well, I'm also a believer in balance. So whilst I eat really well, that's not to say that I definitely eat cake if it's someone's birthday. I always order dessert at a restaurant and I think you need to have that balance otherwise it becomes just far too hard. And coming back to what I was saying before, it shouldn't be too hard. You don't want it to be a punish. So I'm the same with my clean beauty. Yeah, and like you said earlier, life is there to be enjoyed and to live. So um, when it comes to balancing your career and motherhood, how do you best do that? I guess I'm not a believer in the work-life balance in the sense that when people say to me work-life balance it makes it seem like work's the enemy you know like it's not whereas for me they're all just a part of my life and I think the one thing that I've done since we've had this business and both Maha and I have been pretty passionate about it is with for me with the girls whatever stage they're at I just work around it. So, Mm -hmm. for example, I remember when Annabelle, for her in the mornings was when she was kind of the clingiest or the most needy and didn't really like me going to work. So I wouldn't come into the office in the mornings and I would basically spend the mornings with her. I would go do my TV show around lunchtime and then I'd go to the office in the afternoon and then I'd wait till I'd go home then, feed her, bed, bath, all that kind of stuff, and then I'd work again at night. Then as she kind of passed through that stage and she went to school, then I started to come to the office in the morning. So I kind of just, I tweak it. Whereas, for example, now I find from basically 4 p.m. until 7, it's like all hands on deck. So (laughs) I leave the office kind of at about 3.30 and and I'm fortunate I do know that I can do that. I leave so then it's like school pickups, homework, you know, dinner, baths, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then if I need to, I mean, the business is a little bit older now, so I don't have to work every single night. But if I need to, I would get back online at like 8 p.m. and maybe do an hour or two. Yes. But I kind of work with the girls because if they're happy and they're healthy, then I'm able to be better at my job. Whereas when they're unhappy, my center is thrown out. So we always kind of come back to what I guess makes us happy. And for Maha and I, I guess it's our family life. As long as our family life's good, we can build out from there. That's such a beautiful approach. I really love hearing that. And you touched on the TV show briefly just then. Mm. You were the co-host of The Daily Edition, which has very sadly shut its doors. Or I know. So Leaving sad. our TV screens. Yeah. How did you How did you deal with, I guess, all of that news um, happening throughout COVID-19? Yeah. Well, look, I guess like a lot of people with COVID, a lot of people have lost their jobs or their businesses have shut or they've stood their staff down. And I guess it was no different, you know, as much as we think TV is immune to these things, it's definitely not. And unfortunately, because of COVID, we had to cancel the daily edition. So it's very sad, particularly given how well it was going. It had been going for um, a bit over seven years. So very sad that it's over. But you know what, like all of these things, sometimes we just can't control what happens. So you just have to go, okay, so be it. You feel all the feelings. And trust me, I felt all the feelings and I cried and I was so sad. But I'm enjoying now, I guess, some space as we try to move Swish into its next phase of growth. And I'm enjoying having more time with the girls. And also, I'm a big believer that 
other things happen. Yeah. And I just know that they will. Oh, that's so exciting. Well, I was a huge fan of the show. You were, I was actually lucky enough to come and sit on the desk with you. That was very, great when you did that. I loved it. The very early stages of The Healthy Hustlers and you were just so warm and welcoming. And uh, yeah, I'll really miss seeing your beautiful face on TV. Um, and I know it's yeah a show that, that Australia will really, really miss. So it was loved Thank in a lot, a lot of homes. So I guess what does the future have in store for you now, Sal? So we've got 15 staff here at Swish and oh we my goodness. are expanding. Yeah, so one of the big things I guess that we're going to work on now is we've just signed. We had outgrown the space that we were in but we were staying here because for me it was really close to the studio and I didn't want to move any further away. <laughs> Um, so now we're moving a couple of suburbs away and we're signing a lease on a, on a sort of much bigger space. So I think for us that's going to be very exciting to be able to stretch out, have enough space for everyone, have enough space for our fulfilment. And we're looking to obviously grow the product range enormously. So we're already, we've got quite a few supplements that we're in the midst of now that we're working on so that the expansion of the wellness range is massive and also the clean beauty range. So they're our big, our big focuses, I guess, for the rest of 2020 and um, and also 2021. Oh, amazing. That sounds so exciting and I cannot wait to see it all unfold. So thank you so much for your time. Absolutely adore chatting to you and love your energy. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit the subscribe button and leave a five-star review. For any products mentioned in today's show, please check the show notes below and hit the direct links. If you'd like to suggest a future guest, please follow at The Healthy Hustlers on Instagram and send through a direct message. Until next week, don't forget to invest in you.